Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Stuart. And I'm Simon. We talk every week about the reality of running property businesses. Stuart runs a portfolio of co-living properties with a six-figure turnover. And Simon owns buy to lets and created Patma, a leading portfolio management software system and a source of property market insights. And our guest today, Simon Glastonbury, is an independent mortgage broker with 25 years experience providing mortgages, bridging and development finance for home buyers and investors. Before we get started on our mortgage talk today, please do pop into the show notes, find the link to our email list and pop your details in there and subscribe and we will send you interesting information about the property market and and other things. Now, at, at the time of recording, just over a week and at the time of release, nearly two weeks ago, that the Bank of England reviewed their base rate and they put it up again. So I'm guessing that with base rates going so high now, you're you're still really quiet in your business, Simon, and everyone is just scared stiff of taking out mortgages. Is, is that right? Absolutely. Of course it is, guys. Yes. Uh, good, to, good to speak to you and come on again. No, strangely enough, things have gone very, very busy for us, um, which is obviously good news on, on our part. Whether that's a case of people now getting used to the new rates, the sort of 4%, Four and a half percent rates, which are out there at the moment, are becoming the new norm. People are realizing that it's not going to um, change anytime soon. And obviously, with the Bank of England base rate going up yet again, they're concerned that that's, it's going to continue to rise. Obviously, the the impression is that it's possibly going to go up again, another quarter percent. So, with that in mind, people are coming over to us and basically saying, right, okay, we need to do something now before anything changes. There's certainly a a, a sort of worry in the marketplace or a concern, sorry, that do you go for two year, do you go for five year? That's the key. That's the key in the market. Lots and lots of people at the moment are coming. I want a two year rate. Rates are coming down in two years or coming down again in 18 months. I'll refix then when they're back down to two, three percent. Frustrating on our part because we look at swap rates quite closely. We want to monitor the market, make sure we give the clients the best advice. And there is nothing out there at all, certainly from we can see and from the banks to suggest that rates are coming down to that level in two years. So everything, the, the fixed rates are, the banks are factoring in these the, the, these rate rises. And certainly from from my feeling, is that this is we're here to this is what we're we have for some considerable time um considerable time sorry that's very broad but i mean you're looking i would say the next three four years this is this is where rates are going to be now anything i'll put a caveat in there anything can happen we know that around the world that can disrupt our our our, our sort of financial markets but if it is if things do stay as they are i cannot see from what we're being told that rates are coming down anytime soon. Yeah, it's interesting to hear that. And I will just quickly apply the caveat. As everybody knows, anything we say on this podcast cannot be constituted as financial advice. It's not what we do. We are just chatting, as we say on our preamble there. So, But it, it is interesting, Simon, that the, you know, the general perception is because we think, well, it's gone up, it must come down. But then if you look back at the rates, the interest, the Bank of England rates across the last 20 years, they were flat for so long. 
I mean, so long until just over a year ago when they just started going up astronomically. So I think what you're saying makes sense because if, if they stayed flat at a low rate for so long, quite possible that they could stay flat at 5% for, for a number of years, couldn't they? Absolutely. And, and, and I would go along with that, Stuart, most definitely. I think this is where, where we are and it will be for some time. I think the concern is certainly when rates started to go up, it, it, it seemed to be like, you know, jungle drums. People were saying, I, and they want the rates to come down. So if they talk about it enough and they talk about it over, you know, over a pint or over a glass of wine or over a coffee, they're thinking, well, no rates have come back down. That's, it really does seem to be that that's where these rumours are coming from. Nothing at all to support it. And you, you're right. You look back historically and rates do flatten out for quite a period of time when they get to a, a sort of comfortable, he says, comfortable position. And I think that's kind of where we are now. It'd be very dangerous for rates to go, certainly within the marketplace with the cost of living, to go very much higher. I think that was certainly from having my feet on the ground and speaking to people about affordability and remortgaging. That would be a concern. I would start. I would certainly, as a broker, start being very concerned if rates went up to the seven eight percent mark. Let's say, just for an example, because an awful lot of my clients would be in a lot of trouble because they li- literally physically could not afford the mortgage. If people are PAYE, they have a set amount of income per month. Yes, they, and it would just take up every spare penny they had and more, and therefore it would just get them in trouble. So. I'm sure Bank of England, etc., have this in the back of their mind when when looking at these things. I think at the moment this is where it is. I think certainly going back, if you if you're a first time buyer, you've had a mortgage. You know, in the last twelve years, you've had very very low interest rates, and it's and it's very and we forget if we've, you know if if we've <laughs> we've had mortgages for many years, unfortunately, and we know these rates. We've seen these before. So we're, we can be kind of used to them. But if you've been a first time buyer and you've, you're just used to 2%, 1.5%, and then it's jumped up to, you know, oh, here we go. Here's a 4, 4.5%, 4%, 4.5% rate. How do you feel about that? They're, you know, it's a concern. But again, it's only a concern the first time you renew. Then you get, you're, you're very used to it. Then fortunately, they won't be able to renew, as I see all the time, they won't be able to renew their car for the third time in five years. I'm intrigued by that actually. You you mentioned you're you're busy at the moment with people who are sort of accepting the new normal and and wanting to actually start doing mortgage transactions again. I'm interested are they actually having success or is it still difficult to find mortgages that fit people's scenarios as in allow a high enough loan to value for example given the situation they're in yeah i mean it, the, the stress testing has, has definitely changed with the lenders they know that because of, but equally they still have to lend money you know they're, they're a business at the end of the day we have certainly become busier with people i think people have been holding off right what happens can it are we are those rumors true will they start dropping will rates you know is it just a knee-jerk reaction from from lenders it also the purchase market out of the let me get, let me give you a, a for example out of the list of sort of general sort of business we do the purchase market has picked up strangely enough in the in the higher price bracket and people are fighting over properties if it's in a in the bracket a million pound and above 
That's what we're seeing at the moment. And we're seeing across the business, which is really strange. But you can, but if you're, if you're looking for a, a property, 250, 300 and that sort of range, first time buyer sort of range, they, you can put a bid in and you can knock them down. A very peculiar, not something we've seen. Uh, and that's not particularly just in the southeast where we're based. We've got clients all over, all over the country. And it's sort of fairly standard, which is very unusual. Remortgage side, I think people are coming back. They've been holding off, waiting for rates, seeing what's happening. Can I get a better rate? Will it lower, get any lower? And then the one market which has gone really quiet is buy to let in a personal name. Because the stress testing is very difficult now. It's completely changed. I mean, we I looked at only one only yesterday and they had to the client had to put nearly 50% down as a deposit. Now, as an investment, if you're if you're a if you're not a professional landlord, and even if you are a professional landlord, do you really want to put 50% as a deposit in? That's a lot of money when you're used to over the years only only, he says, but only putting in 25. Or fifteen, if you're if you're in a limited company. So limited company buy to let still buoyant. Limited company um, buy to let remortgages buoyant. That market's quite good. HMO market is 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 pretty healthy. But that it'd be interesting to see as the year goes on, or we go into the following year, how that buy to let market because the, the the banks have to lend. I have to remember this, so they they have to come up with a product or something to make it uh, a, a sort of feasible. For the for the man on the street, lady on the street, to make it interesting and, uh, and to get that type of product. Well, it's it's really interesting because HMO investors, number one, you know, m- myself being one, we're used to five percent plus. So number one, that the rates haven't necessarily scared me. It doesn't mean they're good, but you know, we, we've been having around five. It's been anywhere between sort of four and a half and five point two nine, to be honest. From certainly from our friends at uh, Kent Reliance, but obviously, if you're a buy-to-let investor, going from a couple of percent ish to five percent is a, is a massive change. So also, there's the not just the reality of those percentage points, but also the mindset of I'm going to have to pay this much and let's put much more in. And just before we get into the sort of meat and potatoes of some of the stuff that we're doing, and we're going to talk about the 100% mortgage. I was just interested to know anecdotally. So you said you're a lot busier. Have you heard from many investors that as a result of this and other stuff that we talk about on this podcast a lot, but just people just saying, that's me done. I'm either going to sell up or just, just move out of this as, a, as an investment strategy? I was expecting so. I mean, the only... They, they're not stopping looking at property. I think property is more difficult to come by. That's that that's a certainty. I think any of the portfolio landlords I deal with, if they have smaller property, so which with the and the rental income has then gone, like you said, Stuart, you're going from a you had a fantastic rate a few years ago at one and a half ish percent up to two percent and now you're looking at a a rate switch with one of the lenders a lot of the time you can only rate switch haven't got a choice because because of the new stress testing you can't remortgage your way and get the best rates on the market simply can't so you can only rate switch the lenders clearly know that so the rates let's just say are not as attractive 
So you can be going from, I had I had one just yesterday, going from 1.69 to 4.69. Ouch. All of a sudden, from making a, a nice little profit that were uh, on the um, uh, on the monthly, the rental, to now having to pay towards it. Now, if you're in that situation, now this is just a one-off landlord who has a couple of properties, but if you're if you're a portfolio landlord, why would you keep it? I mean, that's okay. It's a long-term investment. Let's all be very aware of that. We know that. But how long do you keep it? You know, you're if you're working on cash flow, as we uh, we've talked about before, guys. You you know, the cash cash is king. So, do you want to just keep that going for maybe? Three years, maybe five years, maybe longer, and you're going to you have to be putting in. How it's, it's kind of irrelevant the amount. Maybe it's a hundred pounds. Maybe it's five hundred pounds. Maybe it's more. But that's a big dent into your um, into your cash flow, and for what? So, the, sorry, a long way round, Stuart. It, going back, circling back. It's yes. What they're looking at is it seems to be the smaller properties with the poorer yen, rental yield they will want to get rid of. So my view there is that should then push those onto the market for the first time buyers because they're the types of property. Generally, if it's a two bed, three bed, four bed family home or HMO, you'll, they'll sell that anyway. That That's not the issue. And the rental yields are much, so much better, generally speaking. But the smaller flats, plus you've got service charges and ground rents, etc., just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I, and I guess that's kind of what, if that happens, that's what the government and most of us would want because you want you want people to have properties that need them. And on first-time buyers, I guess that leads us quite nicely and naturally into the 100% mortgage because I guess that's who that was targeted at. And uh, it is a hot topic. And you've you got some interesting uh, views to share on that because obviously everyone's talking about it and thinking that uh, we're going to get into 24-hour express mortgages, mortgages again. But that might not be the case, Simon. No, not quite. I mean, I think it it came out if for people who um, haven't have been on Mars for the last sort of couple of weeks, Skipton released a a track record mortgage, they called it, which in essence is a hundred percent mortgage. Now, and I've had lots of phone calls, oh, relatively, you know, the phone wasn't ringing off the hook, but relatively, we had we had lots of um, lots of calls. Can I get one? Can I get one? This is the so hats off to Skipton. Great marketing, absolutely brilliant. I mean, whoever came up with we, you know rethought that bring this back into the market is kudos to them really. But it's a, a quick over. You have to it's first time buyers only, so you can never have had a mortgage before or a property and. You know, you've got to be squeaky clean. You can borrow, it's quite good. You can borrow up to 600 grand. Can't be a new build, uh, sorry, new build flat. And you have to have proof of having paid 12 months rent in a row during the last 18 months and have experience of paying household bills. So that's in the nuts of it, nuts and bolts of what the actual criteria is. So, of course, what I had is people who already had a property or they've got buy-to-lets and they're in rented and can I do this? No, you can't have a mortgage. You can't have buy-to-lets in the background. It's it's quite restricted. But of course, again, well done, Skipton. You know, I don't say that very much about lenders no. because we, we beat them with a stick all the time. But well done for coming out with, with something like this because personally, I think the 
I get shouted down quite a bit about this. Personally, I think the 100% mortgage for the right person is a fantastic product, especially in this, you know, for the first time buyer in this market, if you have a very good, I'd say secure job, what job is secure? But, you know, if you've come out of university with, for example, with good qualifications, you've gone, you know, you've been headhunted into a, a city job on a good salary, the likelihood is, it's all a gamble, isn't it, from a from a um, lender's point of view. The likelihood is, and if you do, you lose your job. You know, you're you're going to have something very good on your CV. You'll get another one. So they're sort of edging their bets on this one. And I think for the right people, and they're looking for that. I think they're looking for that young professional going in, looking in London, Manchester, wherever, where the property prices are high, and getting. Getting a deposit when I've got huge student loans is just not impossible, especially when you're paying thousand fifteen hundred pounds a room for each month. It mm. saving up is just you know it's just beyond beyond difficult. The uh, the final thing I'll say on that is that I, I thought exactly the same when they were talking about it on the mainstream news. You know, every half an hour or every hour, I thought, well, well done, Skipton. You know, well done because number one, you've got your PR. Skipton's being mentioned at a, a national level. And, you know, number two, for those that go to you and make those calls to you about can, can we get the 100%? Well, no, you can't. But here we've got another product you might like. So I think uh, I, I think all round it was a good it was a good move from Skipton. Absolutely. I think, yeah, they've won all round. I mean, literally everybody's talking about it. And if it makes the new, when's a mortgage product, a new mortgage product in the last dozen years hit the headlines? I mean, they're hitting the headlines for all the wrong reasons. Interest rates are going up. Bank of England putting rates up. How are we ever going to survive? This is a, a kind of good news story coming in saying, look, you know, we're friendly. We really want to lend to you. It is restricted. But, yeah, hopefully others will follow. Unfortunately, we've got the we still have in the in the back of our minds the northern rocks of the world where when I mean, they used to lend 120 percent, which was you look back and sort of shake and shiver and thinking oh my god how did that ever happen but like i say i think it, i think it's a fantastic product for the right per- person and if it's underwritten properly they you meet and the criteria is strict enough i think i think they they should do quite well but you've just got to you've just got to tick all the boxes i'm intrigued by that criteria you mentioned where you have to have experience paying household bills that that basically means you can't move out of an hmo room into to 100 mortgage I mean, it means you're going to have to be coming from a, a buy-to-let situation, which I imagine must be, must be difficult for sort of city dwellers and things, more so than, than people elsewhere. But you, still pay, you can still pay household bills if you're in an HMO. You mostly don't, though, do you? I would, I would say, I mean, it says, right, here the criteria, guys, it says you, this is on the, uh, from Skipton, everybody can see this, you must have, but also have experience of paying household bills, e.g. utility bills, council tax etc for at least 12 months in a row during the last 18 months so i would say yeah most of the i mean you're not going to go the likelihood you're not going to go from a student let into to buying this straight away because it's just too soon so that's where i'm saying you might go into a flat share a room and i i i would say if you can prove you were paying towards the bills so then possibly you know if you've got if you've got three, four, five people, and you are contributing to it towards those, you would think that that would, that would justify the criteria. 
It doesn't say any more than that. It just says experience of paying household bills. Yeah. So how they re- read in between that. But again, yeah, Simon, like you say, so many people now are getting jobs and certainly in it's sort of inner cities, use London, for example, and flats are just ridiculously expensive. You're not going to come out first job and buy and get a flat on your own in, in central London. The light, there are more and more, certainly I'm coming across more and more people who flat share, just get a room. Um, and even those are expensive. So you would like to think they would be sort of fairly flexible on that. Yeah. And as, as you say, sort of flat sharing, that, that is a general situation where you probably would be contributing towards the bills, as opposed to sort of a traditional HMO setup where bills would, would generally be included. So yeah, yeah I, I hadn't thought about the, the sort of sharing approach. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on, and we, we're going to move on to the rates shortly. The other thing that you mentioned before we hit the record button, Simon, was around sort of more adverse lenders appearing in the market. And I find that quite interesting because when we think about the indicators and you know people want to talk about recessions and stuff like that, which we haven't officially hit yet. But you talked about more adverse lenders. Tell us a little bit more about what you're seeing. Well, this is adverse lenders have, have came back on the market. Oh, the very rough figures, but probably five, six years ago. They started creeping in a little bit more, becoming more popular. So if you had things like defaults, CCJs, old bankruptcies, even IVAs, lenders would come back into the market. And the the rates weren't particularly scary, obviously, compared to your standard rate. Historically, 2-3% above what you would normally expect to pay. But obviously, these are people who've missed a number of mortgage payments. They've missed a number of credit card payments. They've got the CCJs for whatever reason. I think, and, and we're certainly seeing more on the market at the moment. Now, it's not a, I'm not an expert in this field by, by all means, and there will be other people who, who certainly are, but I mean, I certainly keep my ear to the ground on these things because it comes up every now and then. And I think, again, it's something that lenders realise they need to get back into the market because with the cost of living crisis we're, we're in at the moment, with COVID, which is still just, it's only just happened. People are certainly self self employed who didn't go on furlough. A lot of self employed people I've seen, and I've seen accounts over that period, they've dropped, the income has dropped massively. Then they weren't able to pay, you know, they had a few months off on mortgages and, and holidays. They were quite generous, but they were also quite strict. You think in the number of lockdowns and, and, and what we, what we had to, had to go through. Yeah, all sorts of businesses really suffered. So their credit cards were maxed out. They weren't able to meet them on time. So people like that, they will now look in. And the rates are not particularly scary compared to, like I say, they can be, one depending on how severe the adverse is, I don't think we'll go quite back to um, sort of 2007, 2008, when literally you could have not paid anything for the last six months, 12 months, and you would have still got a mortgage of about 1% higher. But I think, thankfully, we won't go back to those days. But now rates are, uh, it, lenders are, again, looking at angles to say, right, we've got this here. We understand people are having problems. And I think certainly going forward, more people will be, be looking at adverse rates. I think a lot of these people, what we've noticed, what I've noticed is over the last sort of few years, is it's people who've just been sitting on standard variable for a very long time. So they had a fixed rate back in 2009, 2009, 2010. 
sat on a five-year rate. And then by the time they came off that, its standard variable rate was could have been one and a half, two and a half percent. So they haven't needed to fix. But in that time, they've got themselves in a bit of trouble, missed the odd payment here and there, and now need to do something because rates have gone up. So it, all of it, you know, their, their, their standard variable is no longer attractive. That's quite, you know, speaking to different people, that's, that's a fairly common place. There's still an awful lot of people in the country just stuck on standard variable and can't move. Cool. Thank, thanks for that. So I, I guess um, we should, as we're nearing the end of our episode, just talk about what, what rates people can look for, what's good for limited companies and buy to let Simon. So if, you, if you're able to share that with us. Yeah, Absolutely. Rates, a quick sort of overview on the residential market to so you know, well, this goes, this goes on both sides, actually, just a reminder for people that five year rates are still cheaper than two year rates in the in the majority, you know, there's always going to be one here and there. So again, as you said, caveat that but this is an advice, but it's in, in the norm, five year rates are, are residential are a, a touch over 4% two-year rates about four and a half percent so which is again very peculiar if that gives you any indication that what's going to happen with with rates in the future you can read into that what you will certainly on the on the buy to let side you're looking as we said Stuart before you're looking around about the the five five and a quarter percent mark um, on both on and that's on that's on a five-year rate and it'll be slightly higher again on on the two year rate. Now, so if you look at again, if you're looking on a limited company, you're looking on a buy to let, you're looking at around about five, five and a quarter. Now that then does we and we took guys, we touched on it a little bit earlier about arrangement fees. That will depend on arrangement fee. So you'll get a you'll get a better rate if you want to pay a high fee. I mean, for example, Fleet at the moment are offering a very nice 88 month, quite sure where they got 88 months from, <laughs> an 88 month 4.99% fixed. If your EPC is, I believe, A or B, they call it one of their green mortgages, which again is something, not something we've um, come across before, talked about before, but maybe we can at another time. So if your EPC is a or B, they'll give you 4.99 for 89 months, but it comes with a £7,500 fee. Wow. Whew. So, you know, that's based on a £300,000 mortgage. That's why it's a green mortgage, because of all the money they're taking off you. <laughs> <laughs> they're exactly, taking all, yeah. all of the notes. Yeah. No, sorry. That, that is, that's not a percentage. That is a flat fee. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that could work for very expensive properties. <laughs> Very expensive, yes, absolutely. Um, and let me also have a quick look. If that, and then you know that's the that's the type of thing they're looking at. I mean, it, are they going to get sell a lot of those? I mean, you can go borrowing up to five million with that, but how many limited company buy to lets are at five million? I, I, they don't come across my desk all that often. But then look, the 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 mortgage works. TMW very aggressive in the marketplace. They're always looking at new products, new angles. They're their range of arrangement range of arrangement fees are quite vast at the moment. They go from three percent down to zero, and so again, an example: 
Limited company buy to let 5.49% at the moment for five years, zero fee. Okay. But if you want to pay 3%, it's 4.89. And again, sure, we discussed before, you, you know, you've got to crunch the numbers with your particular mortgage. And that's where I'd say, on a, you know, this is where we come into it a lot. We speak to, you know, we'll talk to you, we'll talk to people, we'll say, right, okay, here are the options. So at least you have them, you have them in front of you. The fee might be very high, but it might suit you for that particular property. It does frighten a lot of people off as soon as you start talking about 3% fees, and rightly so. Mm. It's huge, but it might suit you. Yeah, for that particular, you know, you, you might be looking to do something particular with that property. Yeah, I mean, just quickly, in real terms, I mean, if you, if, if you think about the average UK house price, just as a, just as a for instance, I mean, it's, it's around 300K. Let's just say that it's, it's fluctuated, but let's say 300K. But that alone is, is £9,000, and that is why. You know, and, of course, you know, you're going to get properties for a lot less and you're going to get properties for more. But as an average, that's, that's significant. Yeah, it's huge. It, it, it really is. I mean, I'm looking, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm looking at one. Uh, I've just put some figures in here, 11, just over 11 grand for a 500,000 pound property, which is, you know, certainly in the Southeast is, I mean, you guys know you're looking at property prices. You don't, you don't flinch, do you, at a property price of half a million, which is ridiculous, really. It's a huge amount of money, but you just don't even, you go, oh, right, okay, that's half a million. As if it's just, you know, if it's paper money. But it's a lot. And if you actually look at it, the nuts and bolts, that's £11,000 just for the arrangement fee. Yeah, it's fixed for five years, so you can spread the cost. You can look at it spreading the cost over that term. But this is where it is, you know, to just say to everybody, speak to a broker. Speak to the broker. Look at all the options. Because they are, the lenders are certainly noticing this more. They're trying to fight for market share. They're trying to come up with new ideas and what they're doing is, is you know, certainly like the TMW are really aggressive with, with the difference between fixed uh, 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 arrangement fees, they're common for their, which is usually 1495 and 3%, then zero. And they change those around whenever they need to. It's a bit like, it's for some reason, because I suppose the, the, the kind of like the silver bullet is they say, add it to the loan. So immediately, you know, it's not like real money, is it? It's a bit like when you go airside and you're going on holiday and you're in the shops. It's not real money, is it? You spend the money and it's just not, you know, it's just free money, isn't it? You're not actually spending money. And it's a bit like that because the banks fooled you into saying, well, we'll add it to the loan so you don't have to worry about it. But, of course, it's being paid for. Someone's got to pay for it. Absolutely. I think that, that, yeah, that is such a good point. And, and we, as, as brokers, fall into that trap. Because the first thing we say, uh, and I'd argue anybody, any broker who doesn't, is, is that you say, oh, we, don't worry, you can add it to the loan. And as if to say, oh, well, thank you. Brilliant. I don't have to pay it. <laughs> well, of course you do. You're still paying that money. You're, then you're paying, you're adding it to the loan. And 11 grand, you're then paying the interest on that 11,000. And that's the point, the interest. You know, yeah. you're paying, you know, 5% on 11K per annum. Absolutely. And it goes on. And that doesn't disappear after the five years when the five year fixed rate is up. That's then just at bolted onto your mortgage. So you're there, your mortgage has then gone up by £11,000 on that particular that particular deal. So then you're playing that for it. And then you remortgage again in a five years time and you have another however much. I mean, who knows where we're going to be then? And then you, you're paying interest on that that again. So it's a really, really good point. It It is a bit of a carrot that Oh, okay. You can add it to the loan, so you you don't have to see it. 
I mean, I am seeing it's interesting, actually. I have, and, and whether it's just a, a period I'm going through at the moment where people are paying fees up front because they're very aware that they don't want to pay interest on it over the over the period of time, which is fine. But it's quite funny that you then go to the lender and say, oh, I'd actually like to pay this up front. And most lenders go, oh, really? I'm not sure we can do that because it, it just doesn't happen. It's very, very rare that people will pay. You've got a customer that wants to be financially responsible, Simon. No, we don't, <laughs> yeah. want, we don't want to deal with them. We don't want any <laughs> of them. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm completely flustered by that. <laughs> I have to have a sit down in another Starbucks. <laughs> right. Well, I think we are, we're about out of time. So thank you very much, Simon Glastonbury, for, for joining us. To everyone listening, if you'd like to get in touch with Simon, contact details for him will be in the show notes. So, so please do reach out if you have any mortgage questions. And other than that, Stuart and I will talk to you again next week. Bye.